This is a conspiracy. That's what this is. One big damn conspiracy! And everyone's in on it! I know what's going on. Did IQs just drop sharply while I was away? person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. Did you see the memo about this? Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. Don't you see what this means? Welcome to episode 10 of your Missing the Point podcast, where we discuss the weird, the wonderful, and damn right bizarre aspects of life as we have conversations with people from all over the world. Today, I'm joined by a master researcher, a conservator of conspiracies, a veteran, and a man so invested in finding out the truth that I'm sure that he can find all the answers if he was given access to the Vatican archives. Let us welcome the host of the Secret Squirrel podcast, Brody. Brady, welcome. Hey, thanks, man. That was a great intro, man. I, I wish I was an awesome researcher. I try to do my best, you know. I appreciate you having me on, man. No problem. You've got the name out there. So Ryan Dean seems to sing your praises all the time, the amount of stuff you sent him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've all, You know what it is? I've just always been someone that's always just looked into weird stuff. Ever since I was little, I've always been that way, really. So kind of stuff sticks with me, and I just kind of remember things. So Maybe if something comes up five, ten years later, I'll be like, wait a minute, I remember they said this. And people will be like, how do you remember that? I don't know. You know, it's just I do. I have no clue. And then you look back and it's completely changed. Yeah, right. You know, it's, it's weird. Definitely weird. But thanks, Very man. Weird. Great intro. Glad to be here. How's Australia, man? Are you near where it's flooding and all that or no? Uh, we're in the southern part of Australia. So the state above us, New South Wales, that's getting a lot of the rain at the moment. Um, we're still getting heaps, but not to the point where we have mass floods as much. As yeah, I, I've been seeing some of those videos. It looks wild, man, with people driving through just crazy stuff. Yeah, and what a lot of people don't realize is Australia has a really unique river system where some of our largest rivers, they don't flow out to sea. They run inland. So oh. when we have floods, it creates an inland ocean, like in the center of Australia. Yeah, it's that's what it looked like. Yeah. It was yeah. really wild, man. They were driving through it. I was like, holy cow, man. You look like you take a boat and do a little fishing. Yeah. It's just you want to avoid the crocs. That's the only issue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So we've been talking behind the scenes for a little while now, just um, shooting the shit and discussing all sorts of things. And we kind of narrowed it down to an idea of something we could discuss today, which is it's a new rabbit. It's not a new rabbit hole for me, but it's something I've been looking heavily into again after my point of view has changed about what gods, ancient aliens, giants, demons, what are they really? And can we connect all those dots? Um, personally, I was a person from the, for the longest time was in the idea that aliens were a legitimate thing and alien spacecraft were coming from other worlds. That's just what I believed. I was a hundred percent sold into that that thought process. And in the last couple of years, it's really changed and and pivoted where I'm starting to think that a lot of these entities could be demonic in nature. And you've been nice enough to shoot through some stuff that you've found recently too. Yeah. I've, I've, I kind of come from like the Christian mindset, kind of like that kind of a way of seeing the world, I guess, depends on like a lot of your worldview 
And then I, I read a book a long time ago. Um, it was called Genesis six giants and that it's an older book. And that kind of changed my whole thinking of everything. Then I started looking into like Enoch and a bunch of different stuff like that. And that was years ago. And I'll be honest, I, I haven't really looked into this stuff too much anymore either. It seems like a lot of it's kind of just fallen off the, the topic program, you know, of what people discuss, but. Yeah. I think ever since COVID came in and then people burnt out on COVID, I'm finding people are either looking for their own stuff or avoiding conspiracy altogether or going back to stuff that they were comfortable with beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, definitely. Definitely. But it's real interesting when you start looking at stuff, you know, and you're like, man, this is kind of weird. All these people worship the same type of gods and they all had the same certain powers, but maybe different names. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. And a lot of weird stuff, a lot of serpent worship, a lot mm-hmm. of weird stuff. Yeah. A lot of stuff we're not taught, you know. No, that's right. And there seems to be those commonalities. Like you could, there's that pattern recognition, which we're also good at being conspiracy theorists, that all of these ancient civilizations had one thing, one or two things in common. They were either worshiping gods or the children of gods that walks that walked amongst mankind. Like uh, Zeus would all often have children with mortal women. It was the the thing of the time that gods interacted with humanity, and these beings from that ethereal realm were so unbelievable, unbelievably powerful. They were knowledgeable and they possessed technology. It wasn't just magic in a sense; it was tangible relics that they could use. And in these pantheon of gods, it wasn't a single deity like we know of today. There was a whole group of gods, a whole pantheon. And generally there's, there was always seven major gods. Doesn't matter what culture you looked at. And this is repeated in Judaism and the Bible, the book of Enoch, where out of all the fallen angels, it's depicted that there were, I think it was 200 fallen angels uh, mentioned in the book. And in total, they had seven leaders. And this is their seven leaders, which you might find interesting. There's Moloch, Chemosh, or Chemosh, Belial, Beelzebub, Dagon, Baal, and Satan. But the really interesting thing is a lot of these fallen angels are actually gods of other cultures. Like Moloch is a Canaanite god of child sacrifice, which I think a lot of people would know about after Pizza Gate. Um, <laughs> Chemosh is the Moab god. So God of the Moab people. Beelzebub was a Philistine God known as the Lord of Flight. Dagon is a Semitic God of crop fertility and in Hebrew literally translates to grain. And Baal is the Canaanite God of fertility. So some of these gods look really evil on paper and other gods, they look just like your standard stereotypical God that you might see in the Greeks or Romans. They had a set purpose and a use. Right. Yeah. And and it seems like a lot of them too, when you read like the different different writings and stuff they were they were trying to bring knowledge right and give people certain type of things like uh like warfare or the making of metal blacksmithing and stuff and that goes into ties into um the freemasons actually one of their big dudes is tubal cain a lot of people Mm. don't know about him i'm still studying him myself he was supposedly like the first blacksmith and the grandson i think of cain or something like that or the great grandson and he was the first blacksmith that was actually using that stuff and the freemasons have him up uh, as a pretty big guy in their deal a lot of people don't talk about him i i haven't been able to find too much about him myself no i dare say he's a, a, a guided little secret there it's and what we see in these cultures, like you said, that they they gift humanity with things. We see that in Prometheus. Prometheus was the the Titan that gifted humanity with fire, brought us out of the Stone Age. 
All of right, these- and that ties in that ties in your movies you like to do, right? Yeah, With the that's movie right. Pr- Prometheus Absolutely. and the scene. There's so sure. much hidden symbolism in that stuff. Um, yeah, seeding of humanity. The one major thing that uh, Judaism or Christi- Christianity has that's different from all of these other cultures is when the gods were walking around or intermingling with humanity, it was seen as a golden age. And it's a complete opposite in Judaism or, or in Christianity. That was seen as the darkest time in humanity's history that were under oppression from these horrible creatures. And they were mixing with our DNA and, and creating us a subjugated race. But to the Egyptians, it was the time of Septepi where the gods were manifesting all these wonderful things for humanity. So it's these two polar opposites of ideas, which as a person who's developing faith at the moment, I've been a a non-practicing Protestant most of my life. And now I'm kind of edging more towards Christianity, but it's interesting to see that the Judaism and Christianity see it as a bad thing, but every other culture saw it as a time of enlightenment. Right, right. And I think that goes back to the same thing like we were talking about, your worldview. I mean, how many of these so-called gods were always, it always ended up with, hey, take your babies and bring them to me and throw them in the fire or sacrifice your your young to me. It always came down to the weird stuff like that all the time. You know, that human, that human sacrifice that you see brought throughout the ages, it seems like, you know? Absolutely. And it's, it's interesting that in this time, if we go off the book of Enoch, which is a fantastic read, it was deliberately taken out of the Bible for a reason. There's so yeah. much in there that this was a time when the watchers came to earth and they saw the children of the daughters of men as beautiful and took them as wives. So you have these ethereal beings, these godlike entities mating and having offspring with human women. And as a result, they have what became known as the Nephilim, which is the giants of the old world. Now, the part about that I find really compelling at the moment is that they're not just of the ethereal realm, they're half human as well. So they've got this idea that because they have the bloodline of Adam, they had equal right and opportunity to the, the realm of Earth that every other human did because they weren't entirely or inherently evil. It was just a part of them. And being so great in stature and great in technology and their understanding, they were able to rule over mankind very easily. They had the knowledge there. They had the technology from their fathers. They could rule with an iron fist. And you see this in cultures all around the world, all these megalithic structures. But it's not entire cities generally. It might be a capital city or a a temple and the rest of society seemed to be living in the stone age or the iron age where the elites of that time, which could have been the, the giants, they were living at a far more sophisticated rate. Right. This stuff is so interesting to me, you know, like it goes back to where people are like, who built the pyramids and all that's like, Hey, I don't know who could move big rocks, maybe giants. I would say, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like a bunch of those old megalithic structures and all that. And that stuff is just so interesting when you start digging into it, but it's one of those rabbit holes. I don't, it seems like it never ends. You could just go on forever. I think. Yeah. I think that's, that's the hook that people, they, they try to keep finding the next answer. I don't think we ever will find the next answer. But it's yeah, so interesting so and compelling to just look into it. It is. It is. You know, to think like maybe maybe those things are still around. Like there was a book that I read made by – it was by a French guy and it wasn't that long ago. And he had this idea of these things called immortals and he was trying to like use like uh, old ancient texts and all that stuff 
it was all right. It was, but his idea was good that there's these people or these beings that are always here. They're, they're from the beginning, this about, and I was thinking back to, you know, like them. And he was naming all these different points in history where someone would just show up and give someone some kind of knowledge or whatever, and suddenly just disappear. And no one would know who they were or where they, where they went, you know, disappear into a crowd. And that's the first thing I was thinking of is these things are still around. I think, you know, doing their little things. Some of them are imprisoned, but I think a lot of them are still around. Was was that Jack Valet by any chance? The UFO researcher? No, no, it wasn't. It was um, an, an author. I'll try looking, looking for it. I have it here somewhere probably. And I, I have never heard of the guy before whatever. And I ended up picking it up. I get a lot of books on, Unlike from this place called Thrift Books, and it's just used books. You can find a lot of old, cool stuff that's for four or five bucks. So I'll spend twenty dollars at a time, and sometimes they're good, sometimes yeah. garbage, you know. But <laughs> for twenty bucks for four books, it's like, hey, maybe I'll find something cool. And that was his whole idea: was there's these immortals that were always around, and their job was to, you know, watch over humanity and try to take care of them. But it's that same idea, right? Either you think these things are here to help you and help humanity and progress humanity, or they're here to deceive humanity pretty much. It's one or the other. Absolutely. And if you find one good chapter out of those books, I think you're doing pretty well for a thrift store. Mm-hmm. For sure. So the Bible depicts these, these watches that came down. And there's, a, it seems like a bit of a gray area. At some point, they, they united all of humanity where there was a common language to the point where humanity tried to rebel against God and the Tower of Babel. Right. And that's almost depicted as like they're expecting, you said this in our chat, that we're expected to believe that they built a tower out of dung and straw. Yeah, it's come on. You know, it's but, like there's no possible way. But in the translations, it says it's a tower to reach God. Well, could that have been what we think of in science fiction as a stargate or a portal? Right, my, that's what and, I think. Yeah, and then my mind goes into the idea of, if you had these fallen ones, these angels that once were God's henchmen, for a lesser word, or his his people, that now turned against him, and they've got the knowledge and the ability to build a device that can take humans into the ethereal realm, I just imagine Bronze Age soldiers with bronze swords and shields walking through a portal off to their slaughter, like cannon fodder, to be launched against the, <laughs> the armies of God. That's how I kind of picture it. It's wild, right? I mean, and then if you, and it, the the Bible says like that if God says if He didn't step in, that they would be successful in what they were doing, like whatever they were trying to do. Yeah. you know. So it makes it's you weird. Think, it makes you think that God was actually worried about it, that the reprisals that could come His way could physically hurt Him or her, whatever it is. Right, or they could just be able to cross over whenever they want and yeah. cause chaos or whatever. You know, those dark things could go over there too, and I'm sure they have probably a lot more power in that realm than they probably that's, do here. That's right, and I think, and it's it's both you and I having military backgrounds. You know that if you've got a technological upper hand, you're going to dominate the battlefield, right? That's so. It. If let's pretend that these Bronze Age soldiers were given devices, like say a special sword or a special weapon that could harm beings in the ethereal realm, they've then got the upper hand. They may die easily, but they can inflict damage themselves. It's like the Superman analogy with Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor is just a regular human. He's very rich and he invests money in technology to harm a god, which is Superman. And with the right weapons, he can do it. Right, that's a common theme. 
Yeah, we're seeing that repeated in media and films all the time, that humanity can fight aliens or uh, elder gods or what have you, whatever's being depicted in, in cinema, humans have the ability to do so through technology. Right, right. And that goes back to, you look at like the, the gods, Zeus, I think it was Zeus, right, with the thunderbolt mm-hmm. and his, the lightning and all that stuff. That might be describing some kind of weapon maybe, you know. I mean, who knows? Who really knows? Yeah, and the idea that I think people get bogged down in the idea that angels are these uh, Romanistic idea of a human with wings, and that was their idea of flight, where that was just the depictions and the drawings. The only way you could communicate that these beings had the ability to fly was to give them something that humans understood, which was a bird's wings. They very well could have had physical craft. And there were shapeshifters too, right? It says that they could change and look into men and women look like whatever they want. So they're like chameleons. And that's a lot of times I think crossing over like to the paranormal, like when you talk about like uh, people talk about like the incubus and the succubus and all these different things. I really just think that's the same kind of type of demon. They can just change themselves to whatever they want. Yeah, absolutely. To parody to someone, you know, I think that's, and I think a lot of demons, what they are is the giants that were died and deceased and they're not allowed to go to either heaven or hell. They're cursed to walk here because they weren't really created by Christ or by God, whatever you yeah, want to because, say. They were because they're you know, so their people. souls are trapped. Yeah. Mm. So their souls are trapped. They're they're trapped on this plane of existence until it's ending. So they just want, I think, just to reach out and destroy and ruin anything they can, whether that's you, me, whatever. They don't care, you know? Absolutely. And in Greek mythology, the there's the Titans, which are above the gods and the gods are below. And it almost sets up the idea that the Titans are God or the Christian God and the lesser gods like your Zeus, your Ares and all these types of gods, they are the fallen angels because they were uh, going against their creators and they were trying to create a dominion for themselves on earth. And it almost plays out that those 200 fallen angels, they scattered across the world and they decided to carve out their own little kingdom and that's why we see those same types of elements repeated across multiple cultures, same similar powers, um, similar ideas, that it's almost the same story repeated because they're the same people or same entities rather. Right, right. And it's, I mean, it goes back to like, to like, um, like I was reading that book I was talking about and it was talking about what is, and I want to say it was like the RH blood thing or whatever it's like yeah it's it's like how does that tie into all this and it's like man i never even thought about any of that stuff before you know a lot of there's a lot of just kind of stuff on the fringe and out there when you start looking into it it's like man this is kind of weird but no one really looks into it anymore and science as far doesn't have an explanation you know no and even the ideas of red-headed people like redheads are such a a, an abnormality it's supposedly a mutation but it's only found in so many populations around the world and even prior Very strange. That, yeah. And if you tie that back to the red-headed giants, it becomes even more nefarious or strange to understand. Now, Definitely, I'm gonna, man. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. And yeah, go ahead. You know how you're talking about how these giants or these the spirits of these giants, when they were slain, they can't leave this realm. They're stuck here. Right. So I've been toying with an idea that the vaccine was either an ability to create a vessel for these things to inhabit more easily or giant DNA has been used through CRISPR technology, which we see in vaccines today. And they're actively injecting people with 
DNA of these giants or these old ones to create almost like a new race of, or a new form of humans. Right. I mean, who knows? We know that that's changing your DNA, right? Yeah. Supposedly it's changing your DNA markers and they're very interested. It seems like whether you want to say aliens or whatever they're, you know, people are always saying they're probing me, they're doing this and that they're definitely interested in DNA, you know? So who knows? There's something with that man. That's, you know, like anything you were in the military. So, you know, a weapon system has multi, you know, yeah, multiple uses. So we we might know one or two, and there's probably 10, 20. Who yeah. knows? And that they often, piggyback off of. That's right. And we often know that something can be developed technologically for a, a humane use for like free energy. It's often applied to weapons later on. It's weaponized right. for other purposes. For sure. For sure. And the thing is, where are we getting that? You just look back at like one thing that really I get interests me. I don't know if it interests you, is the Nazis. Like, they interest me about how they were into the occult and all that. And you look, they were such a poor country before World War II. After World War One, they were decimated. And all of a sudden, they're producing these, these uh, ballistic missiles and rockets and smart weapons and out of nowhere. You know, and they like- say that they were talking to him, you know, the society and Blavatsky. Mm-hmm. And, hey, we were talking to these other beings, you know. And it's yeah. always those same ones. And that That's ties right. into the New Age and everything mm-hmm. else, you know. <laughs> It's like you said, that they're, they're almost being gifted that technology. Like it was a very quick escalation in technological, like Germans have always been fantastic engineers. We right. know that. But still the level they got to in such a short period of time was astronomical. Yeah. I mean, you think they were a little country and they, I mean, if they didn't make such bad decisions, I, we'd probably also speak in German right now. That's right. You know, they made a lot of bad decisions. So there's two equally reported parts about Nazi Germany, where they got their advanced technology from. One is that there was a downed UFO craft in the Black Forest um, in 1937, I believe it was. And the other is, like you said, the Thule Society and um, these women that were channeling other entities. What if they were one and the same? What if that the occult practices the Nazis were using, they were using that to contact something that they thought might have been otherworldly or on another planet, but it ended up being interdimensional or demonic in nature. These beings right. definitely are going, the devil always comes at you with niceties and gifts. He doesn't come at you to saying he's going to rape you for eternity with a pitchfork, does he? Right. He's <laughs> going to, he's going to come as an angel of light. You know, he's, yeah. you know, I always tell people all the time when they're like, Hey, you know, my, I've been seeing my dead brother or whatever. I'm like, man, you better be careful, dude. You better, you don't even know who that is. You know, yeah, it could yeah. be, you could just be saying it's your dead brother. I wouldn't be saying nothing to that thing. That's, you know, no, thanks. There's, yep. I talk to people online about a lot of that stuff and it's, it's like people are easily tricked. I think, cause they just want to believe, you know, they, they want to believe, you know, and it's, I think it's things playing on people's emotions and there's so much we have no idea. can't even comprehend, you know, our little minds are so tiny and you're thinking about multiverses and things that are that don't die. I mean, it's like my mind can't even wrap itself fully even around it, you know? No, I don't think we're supposed to. We're not that at that level. We've got other things going for us. Like um, if you believe it, if you're coming from a point of Christianity, we've, we've been given the grace of God and that's why we're able to go, go into heaven and leave this realm. But I don't think we could ever possibly comprehend multiple lifetimes of knowledge when we're only given one. Yeah, I don't think so either, man. And I think there's some knowledge we're just not supposed to understand. It's not for us, you know? 
And maybe we find that out later on when we do pass this realm. Who knows? Yeah, maybe so. But that stuff is so interesting. Like even when you were talking about Egypt and the Israelites and you and you read the Bible and it says when Moses was there, the you know, the bad priest threw down his staff and it turned into a serpent and then mm-hmm. Moses threw his down. So it's like these guys are getting power from somewhere and it's yeah, not absolutely. from the creator. So it's definitely from the dark side and I think those other things, whatever you want to call them, you know. Yeah, and I think people are just so locked into the dogmatic view that there's where there's monotheistic gods where there's only one deity, but the Bible depicts multiple gods and and gods warring with each other. It's not right just one entity. And I think like maybe we have the good guy that ended up winning in the long run, but geez, he had a battle on his hands. Yeah, and then you go back. I think it was the Hindus, right? The Hindu text that talks about the flying machines, the Vimanas, uh, yeah, yeah, and like the war going on, and that stuff is wild in itself. It's just you know, I think like old, old time, the old people in that time. I I really think that we can't even comprehend of what it really was like because it was so different than what we we're being told or portrayed. You know? Yeah in in the in the Bible, it actually depicts that. God sent angels down to finally deal with this scourge on earth that the, the Nephilim and the fallen ones. And he sent two groups. One group of angels was sent to capture the fallen ones and make them watch and observe the fall of their sons. And the second group went down and specifically manipulated the different kingdoms and forced them to fight each other. Right, and, right. And then, and, and then the flood, right? That was yeah, what supposedly was a, wiped out the, the first but, ones, but the Bible says they were on the earth after that as that's well. That's right, so. yeah. And interesting. They, if you're thinking of it through the lens of technology, they wouldn't have been just giants walking around with clubs. They would have been fighting with kinetic weapons, right? And right, probably using right. the, the the average person as cannon fodder and rushing them in. And who cares about the humans if you're only going to eat them anyway, right? Yeah, and, and I guess it, supposedly they were supposed to. If you read, they were supposedly like got along with humans at first. Yeah. supposedly and then they turned violent and cannibals and started eating everybody and then they you know american indians have a lot of stories about giants and they're like uh their tribes being like kidnapped by the giants and ate and there's a few indian groups and yeah. here in the united states which is definitely weird you know aboriginals they live in the mountains yeah, yeah i was going to ask you about the aborigines if they say that too aboriginal strains have it but they're not giant like humanoids like in i know north american indians they're depicted as fair-skinned people with red hair in australia it's the typical sasquatch or bigfoot but at a much larger scale and they would go around and collect and eat people damn either way's bad man (laughs) yeah right (laughs) either way's not good dude for sure definitely yeah the stuff stuff is so wild and you think like what's their plans what are they trying to do you know that's like what i always think manipulate mankind you know so many things so let, let's yeah. try and stitch this together a little bit. We've got the ideas of these ancient gods or uh, fallen ones, but how does that translate to what we know of aliens today? We know that the Nazis in some ha- fashion or other were given technology or knowledge from somewhere else. It was either an alien front or a interdimensional front. We'll go with that. Right. Jump forward right. to the late forties, post fall of the war. And we have Jack Parsons, who's a very interesting. Yes, actor. yes, yeah. I was hoping you were going to talk about this, man. Yeah, definitely. So, so what do you, you know about, about Jack? the Babylon? Uh, you know Go what? On, I man. got a little. I got a little thing on it here, man. I was writing some stuff down just off the top of my head before we had a thing. Um, before we came on, let me see what I wrote here. Let me get my specs on here. They let's see. They performed a satanic ritual. Uh, 
performed on the same spot where Area 51 mm-hmm. sits now. The ritual was called the Babylon Working, designed by Aleister Crowley. And the purpose was to unseal an interdimensional gateway. And they hoped that this would allow other entities called, they called the old ones, to access our space-time continuum. There was a witness there. doesn't say his name. I couldn't find it. It says he saw Parsons open a gateway and something came through. And then you you know that ties into Crowley mm-hmm. and his yeah. land, his land his land, land. guy and, yeah and are you familiar with Sir John D Williams? No, I'm not. I was Have you heard of that. this guy? No, go for it. This real quick, Sir John D Williams, right? He was um a Kabbalistic black magician. He was a chief advisor in the British Empire. He created the Enochian language and the Enochian magic. He was advisor to the Queen ah. Elizabeth I. And he was summoning these things too. And if you look at his picture, it's the same thing as Crowley and the gray aliens and all that. Definitely oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. Even even on his face, Jack Parsons was sure he was an, an engineer, air quotes, but he wasn't actually technically trained in any of those fields. And he was developing rocketry before America had its own rocketry system. Like that didn't happen. Yeah, until the most advanced. The Nazis over. Yeah. So he, yeah, if, yeah. If they, named a, they named a. They named a crater on the moon after that guy. I don't know yeah. if you know that. Called the Parsons Crater. Yeah. Yeah. And if people don't know, Jack Parsons is the initial creator of JPL, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory System. So he started, he was either through his work with Alistair, he was a disciple of Alistair Crowley. So we know he was into the occult. Is it possible that this man was through rituals? being fed information to develop his rocketry systems. We don't know this. And as you said, in the late 40s, he started the Babylon working ritual in which L. Ron Hubbard played a major part too. Yeah, but definitely. The, and then the yeah, goes into Scientology. Yeah, Dianetics, books yep. and all that stuff. Definitely weird, man. So, yeah, like you said, it opened up this rift in the space-time continuum where they were trying to sub- summon the whore of Babylon. And there's a reason behind that. A lot of uh, Christians believe that America is the new Babylon. The United States is that as that entity, and that's where the final fight for humanity will start, and that's where the Antichrist will appear. So they're trying to summon the whore of Babylon. But during this successful ritual, I might add, Parsons depicted in his Antichrist manifesto, which is real, look it up, people, that it was a successful ritual in which a child was conceived in that act. So my mind boggles to the idea, is this child the Antichrist that was delivered? And I'm just trying to think of late 40s, what age would that put them at now? And then I'm trying to think of prominent people of that age who are... Yeah, they'd be old as crap, right? They'd be like 80 years old, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they'd be like 80. Yeah, that'd be... I mean, there's so many weird things. You got Crowley too. He did his own little ritual on some lake or something like that. Yeah, he did on the lock in Scotland, Scotland, yeah. Right, where the Loch Ness Monster is. Yeah. So, uh, you know, all these guys want to open up these dimensions and gateways and stuff. But I think there's already ones that are here on Earth that... Oh, yeah, there's you know, probably naturally occurring ones. But all these right. people that... They tend to be very prominent, high-class people who get into this stuff. And their prominence, their name, and their wealth only seems to increase after doing so. Most so definitely. That dude. idea Most of definitely. selling the soul, isn't it? And then some of them too, you know, they they seem so smart or whatever when they're you see them on the meet in the media answering questions that are 
like softballed for him, but a, mm-hmm. a reporter just walks up to him and asks him something simple on the street. They sometimes they look dumbfounded, you yeah, know, and he's, they're up. supposed to be geniuses. <laughs> you know, it's weird. It's definitely weird, man. You know, it's like so much weird stuff. And I think who knows with the, with the way with people talk about cloning that stuff's out there, but it's like, Hey man, if these guys had DNA of these fallen ones, don't tell me they wouldn't be trying to, to definitely clone them or do something with them. They yeah, definitely well, would. Absolutely. You know? That brings us to uh, Uruk, which is the ancient city, which is now the namesake for Iraq, where uh, we've got one of the most ancient kings or gods that's depicted in the Bible. And now they're saying that Gilgamesh was a real person and they found his his burial site. Right, right. That's Man, and that's Gilgamesh one interesting a, dude, right? So, yeah, one interesting dude, definitely. And as you know from firsthand experience, there seems to be a very big interest in the Middle East, not just recently, but over multiple generations and centuries for that part of the yeah. world. You know, when I was, I was there when the war kicked off and then for like, I was there 15 months total. Um, there was always talk of, we went to museums, but I would pull security and they would take stuff out of the museums. Uh, I have tons of pictures of uh, the connexes and stuff with, with uh, old books and, old statues and all that old stuff man gold swords that were super old where they went i don't know they got shipped somewhere i have no idea where but yeah they were they were looking for something i think you know well it was before the um the where they blitzkrieged baghdad it was hours before the there was american special forces in raiding the museum yeah they were already in country yeah Yeah, they were already in country Mm -hmm. yeah yeah they were People always say they were looking for like a that Saddam had a stargate or a portal yeah. or something, but I mean, who really knows, you know? But there's but we know that was where civilization, the cradle of civilization. Cradle of so there's definitely stuff there, man. Definitely, definitely stuff there. Yeah, hundred percent. And if you think about the Western occupation of the Middle East, and really it was an occupation area. You look back at it, where we went in, we most likely took a lot of stuff that was there, and after we leave a lot of these terror cells and groups, what's the first thing they do once the West leaves? They go around and they blow up and they destroy what's left of the ancient sculptures. Yeah, yeah. all the ancient stuff. Yeah, yeah. take yeah, exactly. And, you know, we control them. I mean, yeah, absolutely. That, anyone that follows that stuff, we arm them, train them, we do yeah. all that stuff. So, I mean, they're no, like our clean little, little stepchilds. Yeah, they're like yeah. our little stepchildren, you know. So let's go back to Jack Parsons. So yeah, Jack Parsons. Oh no, it's cool, man. So Jack Parsons was this jet propulsion guy, not technically trained, yet had all this knowledge. Supposedly opened up this gateway, and this was a point in time not long after where we see Roswell. It happened in the exact location, and the military at the time and intelligence started reporting all these crazy things going on of entities, lights in the sky, um, lights over DC. To the point where the military actively had to start investigating it before even Project Blue Book was a thing. And out of this, the military intelligence group created the Collins Elite. And the Collins Elite was a a sub-branch of this group uh, full of elites and scientists and many military experts that came to the conclusion that these UFO encounters and entities weren't alien but demonic in origin. Because the only way they could contact them and reach them was through, say, Tannic and Kabbalistic rituals. 
Yeah. And then if you look at it, like a lot of what these things were saying, they would always lie to humanity too and say, mm-hmm. Hey, we're from Mars or Venus. And, yeah. and now we know that's not true. Well, no, we're not from there. We're from this other Zeo reticuli or someplace you can't get to, you know, yeah. it's always yeah. weird things like that, man. You know, that I would say that kind of makes me fall on the line that they're definitely deceiving people for some purpose. Yeah. And even Jay yeah. and Kahuva supposedly met with the gray aliens and before meeting them, he met with the tall um, Nordics, right? And the tall Nordics were all about advancing humanity spiritually and coming together under one, one collective good. But from two different perspectives, you can see that as a manipulation and a lie because you've got the greys, which are offering technology in exchange for abducting people and doing what they want. And then you've got the great lie, which is, you know, if you, you do what we say, it's going to be peaceful and everything's going to be fine, which really that looks like a new world religion to me. So they had they hedged their bets. Humanity's going to go one of two ways, and we've got them either either choice. Yeah, yeah. Neither one of them are good, right? No, that's I right. Mean, you know, it's <laughs> it's that illusion of choice. You can choose your own demise, whatever <laughs> one you want. You know, exactly. <laughs> I, I think we all know the illusion of choice right now. Right, sure. exactly. It's same thing. It's just that's a microcosm, you know. But it's the same stuff. It's all these. Any any god or whatever that wants to suppose God that wants to control you and tell you, hey, I mean things that you just know that are morally not right with you, and they're telling you to do it, and you just accept that as fact. Something strange there, yeah, you know. Something should set off alarms. Yeah, something mm. should set off alarms. There's so much interesting stuff, man. Like all this, like I think a lot of times about Atlantis is like, is that somehow tied into these beans and all this type of stuff? I I don't know. I never really looked into it, but that's something I guess. Yeah, so, into, you know, absolutely. And I don't know whether you know this, the Collins elite. So this group that was like a splinter cell of that government, they were devout Christians and it absolutely really? offended them to no end that they had to use these satanic rituals to contact these, these creatures or these entities. So, they, Oh yes. The close yeah. the portal you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, and they were, they were trying their hardest way to try and close the portal. But for a lot of listeners under the Crowley type of black magic, type of a deal the only person that can close a portal is the person who made it and the issue here is that jack parsons accidentally blew himself up in 1952 so potentially we have a portal that cannot be closed right so we construct a huge military base right on top of it yeah to keep it keep it quiet to keep it keep it quiet and keep it secret you know yeah it makes sense definitely makes sense you know so the colons true so post his death the colons elite came to one of two conclusions. Either they try and keep doing what they can and keep this stuff quiet, or they force America into a Christian ideology-based nation where it was almost like an authoritarian view of what Christianity is because they thought the only way to save humanity was to create an army of Christ on earth. And the powers that be didn't want that, and they said, no, you just maintain, you keep this quiet, and we're going to get what we can out of this. Right, right. And that's what they always do, right? With whatever. They they want to hide it from the, the general population or the, the general public. And I'm sure that these entities, whatever you want to call them, that I they definitely know how to manipulate men, you know, especially these these dudes. The Collins people, I hope they're true and I hope they were real. It'd be nice to know that there was good guys trying to help out, you know? <laughs> it's like the original white hats, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I know if you was one of those guys, you know, they had to be 
doo-doo in their drawers, man. If someone tells you someone opened up a portal and you have no idea about it, you have to go close it. You know, yeah. that'd be some, that'd be some tr- scary stuff, man. You know? Absolutely. And you think about like, we're going into that idea now that when these elites and these groups, these governments, organizations, they've come to the conclusion, yeah, it's demonic, but we just kind of have to deal with it. And we're going to get the best deal we can along the way. So now we jump into what is CERN? What is the Hadron Collider? What is it used for? Is CERN a mechanism for opening more doorways and realms like a Stargate? Or is this an attempt to try and close what's already been opened? I would say they want to open something, if you're asking me, in my yeah, personal opinion. I'd Just agree. by the ritual, the rituals like they had with the when they were opening, and then you got what Shiva, I think, isn't yeah. Shiva out outside and she's the destroyer. Yeah, so the, in, like, the Indian government commissioned a bronze statue of Shiva, the, the destroyer, to be placed outside. And yeah, she's, that's not and a she's, good thing. She's standing behind a stargate as well, or in front of yeah, a stargate. Yeah, that's some weird stuff. And, you know, and I think that quantum computing ties a lot into that stuff mm. too. And that stuff, that stuff is so over my head. I'm not no tech, techno, like, technology guy, but it's like I try to understand it. But just by the things that they say that they're take, getting stuff, stuff from other places and information from other places like other yeah. realms that's totally weird you know even these ai chatbots like are these entities trying to break into our realm and they have to take some kind of physical form so they use a computer right right that wouldn't surprise me you know everything's electrical right that's what they say so yeah who knows we know like if you're dealing with any type of paranormal stuff usually and you got any kind of electronics it's gonna wipe out your batteries or mm. whatever else you know so an interesting part, and this ties back the potential alien and demon interconnectedness that CERN in one part of it is built over the temple of Apollo. And Apollo was the god of the sun, right? So he's the bright, shining one, almost like a Satan. And in the Bible, Apollo is depicted as Abaddon, which means the destroyer. So they built yep. this CERN-Hadron Collider, which is supposed to recreate the Big Bang, which supposedly would destroy everything on a temple devoted to that god so that's really skewy there's you know people a lot of people aren't aware those they when they were doing the nuclear weapon test the first time you know a lot of scientists said hey there's a probably a good chance it might catch the oxygen on fire in the atmosphere and burn up the whole earth and they said that's cool do it anyways so it's (laughs) like these people that we're dealing with they are not you know i don't even know i mean they're definitely out there dude you know (laughs) Well, I don't know if they're influenced. Maybe yeah. they're influenced by something. Oh, there's the slimmest chance we can recreate the Big Bang, but, you know, it's going to be fine. I don't mm-hmm. like those odds. Sorry. Yeah, people that can't even balance a budget, you know. Yeah, it's like, that's right. It's like, it's like, come on, man. <laughs> Scary stuff, man. You know, wild dudes. Yeah, it's like, like you said, how can you trust these people? Like, how could any kind of government or authority hand over that type of responsibility, even if there's a slimmest margin of chance that it could happen. Right. Right. I mean, not, you like, know, you and I both know that, you know, it's, oh, no, we know that, it, but to the average it's person, laughable. It's, it is like in Australia, in my state, you need a ladder license. You have to have a license to climb a ladder over so many runs. So we're not trusted with our own safety, but we trust someone else with the destruction of our, of our planet. Like, <laughs> yeah, <come I> mean, <laughs> that's wild, man. Really? It'd probably yeah. be like, it'd probably be like that here before too long too, man. You'll need a, everything. Now I'm in Texas, so I'm lucky, but I came from Chicago, which is totally different. And up there it's the same way. Like 
oh, you want to you wanna put in a new window and just replace the old one you got in your house? Well, you need a $500 permit for each window just to say you can't. Just goofy stuff to steal, you know? Uh, Rob me blind. There's a license for everything now. Ridiculous. Yeah. So the, the Bible, like we said, doesn't depict any one God. It, it depicts multiple gods and, and these wars that they have with each other. And it's, it's evident in the research that I've done or just looking at it at a surface level that humanity's kind of picked a side. We've picked someone that can give us the gifts that we, we don't really have to ask for. They're just going to give it to us. Whereas if you go off a Christian ideology or you kind of have to, you're given grace, but you have to prove that you're a good person. You live your life and moralistically a way that, that makes sure you do get in, into heaven, that you are given that grace. Whereas if you signed with a different group or a different entity, you're given all the things you could ever ask for without wanting. And that's the, right. the thing. Like ego, you mm. know, that's the big difference for me. The, the darkness wants to feed your ego and make you seem like you're, you have way more power or whatever than you really do. But that always comes at a price where good, it's never about you. It's about serving other people and helping others. And then the goodness will come back around to you. That, it's totally different where that darkness just wants to, to feed on you and you to bring more people in to feed on them like big batteries almost. Yeah. It's not, it's not too far away from the matrix, is it? No. We're fueling something. All, yeah, so we're, definitely. So we're building this picture now that the ancient gods, the giants of the past, they were quickly pivoted into aliens to make it more palatable because I don't personally, I think it would be far more horrifying to find out that demons are walking among us and trying to take our immortal souls or do horrible things to us than it would be for another species from another planet. I don't think that humanity would handle aliens very well, but I think we wouldn't handle the demonic realm any better. Yeah, so, not any, not anymore. I think back in the old times, they were more adept. They just, they knew that, you know, like if you look it. back in the middle, yeah, they understood about it, how it worked. And they've managed to hide that from us and trick us. Where now, if you even want to, a lot of times you want to talk about Christ, people will laugh at you mm. or whatever. And it's like, to me, that's fine. I mean, it doesn't matter to me, but it's like, did you really do your due diligence and look at the stuff and that, you know, and really start looking into what these books are telling you and, I mean, it just always comes back to me that any kind of message that's about love is way better than a message about, you know, yourself. And you could have all the, everything on this plane. Okay, well, you have everything on this plane. It's a short existence. Good luck to you. Yeah. You know? That's, that's I, how I see it. It's like. I think this is where the great deception comes into it. We're, we've got this idea that they put the, the story out that there's potentially aliens. There's air quotes covering it up. But they're feeding it into the media. Everything within since the 50s was science fiction. Aliens from other planets. Uh, then we go into the modern age where it was aliens invading Earth. And then we're kind of going into this point now where there's the Star Trek analogy where we're only one community and a, a vast cosmos of different aliens and we can come together for the greater good, which sounds really good on paper. But it's a lot like the New World Order in a lot of ways. Right. It sounds great, but it's like, really? We can't even get along with each other on the planet we're on. We're going to get along with some other th entities from somewhere else? It's like, That's right. I, yeah. I doubt it. And even if, yeah. if, they were, if they were good, we'd probably try conquering them and taking them over if we could, you know? 
or they do the same to us. And that's, that's what right. they're trying or to Right, or they do it to on. us, exactly. Yeah. Right, exactly. That's what they're trying to bank on. And I think this is where the great deception comes into it, that using this technology that they've traded for or got from these entities, there's going to be the fake alien invasion. The greatest way to unite humanity is against a common enemy. We know that. That's military tactics. We saw it in the Americas when the British arrived and the French. They allied with different tribes to get allies against each other. And you had Ronald it. Reagan, too, yeah, giving Ronald that Reagan. speech. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, saying yeah. the exact same thing that you just said. Yeah, at the UN, if we all had the, you know, a common enemy from outer space, we'd all come together. And yeah. How quick, you know? I mean, and that was, what, 20-something, 30-something years ago. Yep. And even if you look at Iraq, like there was the plan by the US Air Force that the very imaginative plan, I might add, where they were going to project a hologram depicting Allah above Baghdad. And Allah was going to tell the masses to overthrow Saddam's regime, to have a, a bloodless coup. Right. That was but their do plan. you know the first Gulf War, not not this one, the, the one that I was in, but the first one, supposedly, I, I don't know if you remember when they had all of them coming out, they were all running out and surrendering, they said, mm-hmm. coming out of their fighting holes and all that. Now, when I, there was guys that I talked to, now I was in years after, and they said that they, that the military was testing out some kind of uh, new thing. I think it was called the voice of God. That would, yes. They could shoot it into your head and they were saying, this is Allah, you need to give up and and now don't fight, don't fight. And they were supposedly doing it. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But so we know they have voice to skull technology, so it wouldn't yeah. surprise me. And that was not, wasn't that long ago. So let's let's stitch this together a little bit more that we've got the technology to do this. We can project holograms. We've got reverse engineered either alien craft or built craft because we've been given the knowledge. Apply this to an alien invasion. A faked attack using trickery of man-made craft, mobilizing mankind together as one entity. Then at the very end of all of this, like we're almost going to lose against this overwhelming alien force, all the gods of humanity, Allah, Krishna, all the gods appear in the sky together. They then form into one new god, one entity, and that god sweeps away the alien invaders. That would it wouldn't surprise me, right? And we know they got blue beam and yeah about supposedly their plans about that, and we know that they need the world united. So the only way to do that is kind of to kind of get rid of all those religions, and, and that goes back in the new age, right? That yeah. oh, all these ascended masters are all Jesus and Buddha. They're all the same on the same level. They're just the ascended masters here to help you, you know. So I think that's what they're they're going to try putting, you know, pushing. They've already seeded it a lot, yeah, but absolutely. that's and then the, the main thing. You've got the idea that you, you've you united humanity against a common threat and then you've united all of the faiths into one. You've got that new world religion. So you've got governance over people via military and government. And then you've got a religious end of that, which will enforce it as well. That's right. The and then you'll have the you'll have the Pope coming out probably saying that oh this is re- legit because he's bought and paid for it. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just, this is legit. So and that would be the, good. the perfect opportunity for say the, if the Antichrist is real, that would be the perfect opportunity for that person to take the stage in a world right and, that, and be acting like a good guy for for a while, like yeah. he's going to help us. You know, yep. and then people fall subject to him, and then he puts the hammer down, starts Absolutely. whacking everybody. Scary and stuff, man. I mean, is. I'm not scared, but it's if it's, but if you don't know about that type of stuff and you're just listening to it for the first time, it's some out there scary stuff. You know? It is very out there and very scary if you think that 
the potentials there, which I think a lot of people might, when you hear all these things being related to each other, you can see that common thread that links them all together. And I, I've been thinking about the technological buildup in the past three years. While we're all locked down, 5G towers sprung up everywhere. We saw uh, uh, Elon Musk's space link uh, going up into space. So there's satellites everywhere. Are these the physical infrastructure for a, a holographic projection, for a voice of God in your head, plus the physical right. craft flying around, blowing up buildings indiscriminately with tech that we, the average person hasn't seen before? Altogether, that builds a really good invasion narrative. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I wouldn't put nothing past any of these people, you know, all these people that are in control, these elite scumbags, whatever you want to call them. You know they, I mean? We just had Elon Musk on Halloween wearing the Baphomet with the upside down cross on. It's like, you know who these people are. You know? <laughs> it's, it's like they tell you who they are. They shove it in your face. It just amazes me. That's how many people just line up to, I don't know, like just be loving on these people you know and it's like man they're showing you who they are it's like and it's, it's, it's probably not a good idea no and it's a flip-flopping of who they align to i was talking to to ryan about this last episode where for the longest time elon musk was presented as the left-wing guy the left loved him because he was bringing the green agenda and he had he had electric cars and he was saving the planet they loved him and then he's quickly pivoted to being a far right person Hey, man, looks like we lost you there. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's all good, man. Let me see. Are we good? Are we uh, back up? Yep. Hold on. Let me just reconnect my headset. Headset. Out, but let's have a look. All right. How's that? Better? Yeah, it looks good, man. Sounds all right. Good. Awesome. You can hear see? me good? Good. That's the first time I've had the feed cut out talking to someone. So we must- Really? Be- you know what's you know what's yeah. weird, bro? Is I just- upped my internet too like two days ago i got it i got it plugged straight into the modem dude i'm not even like wi-fi in it so it's oh, weird geez. wow maybe that's a, <laughs> i need to go down that route too that's so bizarre weird man you know something happened with kyle too when i talked to him i don't know if you ever talked to kyle from the big dumb podcast i was on his show about two weeks ago and we were talking about stuff and all of a sudden his screen went black and it just started making like morse code like beep 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 it would just do it did it for about a minute yeah. it was freaking out it was really weird yeah it was have you isolated weird. it and, and depicted what it said no no i i i tried um putting it in like a a thing online but it wouldn't even like pick up it wouldn't even recognize the audio it didn't ah. even show that it was working it was weird Definitely weird, man. Really bizarre. So what? What's, it just adds to the woo. It does, doesn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> I just hope we haven't lost the first half of that of this episode, but we'll soon find and out. If we did, we'll redo it. Yeah, that's all right. Um, where Where are you coming from? What do you see long term? Because we we know we know that there's this new world order that's trying to be built. How do you think they're going to bring it into fruition? It may not be something as fantastical as an alien invasion or a demonic takeover. What else could it be? Well, they could kick off some kind of war. You know, we see that going around the world. And once they do that, there's already all kinds of plans in place. And I'm sure you have it too in here. The United States, it's a part of what they call the Rex 84 program. And that was put in under Reagan. 
and what happens is they'll declare martial law. They won't declare it martial law, but it'll be martial law. You know, yeah, it'll happen. And then the government, when that's triggered, um, if they trigger that, it's called continuity of government. If they trigger that, Congress and all them aren't in control anymore, and FEMA takes over the whole United States. And the Congress can't really, I think, look at anything or isn't even brief for six months after the fact. And if FEMA comes in, there's about probably, man, I don't even know now, maybe 200 or more executive orders. It's like they seize control of all food production. They seize control of all highways. Every So basically, it's everything. So then you'll see that I think the blue helmets come in, and they'll be their police force and that's how I could see them easily doing it here in the United States. They'll get a lot of pushback naturally and you'll, they won't be able to do everything at once unless they start decimating like large population areas. You know, there's too many of us. So maybe that's what the vaccine's for, you know, like we were talking about, you know, after you get to a certain point after so many years or maybe it, Oh yeah. Or maybe it's a long-term plan where it's going to make people sterile. So you have to go to the government to, so they can tell you, oh yeah, you're you're going to be a good parent. So we'll let you have a kid. You know that they control the birth rates and everything, so they manipulate the populations. The interesting yeah. stuff. It can go so many ways. You, what do you think? You think? Do you think they're going to go the blue beam route? I think they might go different everywhere. It might yeah. that might all be a part, and the blue beam would be the final thing. You know, yeah, after I, everything looks like it's gone to hell. I think I think the blue beam is the final card. I I've still kind of been thinking there's so much screwy stuff going on with Ukraine and Russia that I can't help but feel they're trying to manipulate on a global stage, like you know, it's the theater of war, that they're trying to get World War Three going, and maybe a World War Three in the start of its it's kinetic conflict then an alien invasion happens at the same time like you've got the world's military mobilized right yeah you never know yeah you'll have to come together then forget what's happened in the past few years and focus on the enemy that's there it seems like a really great timing to just drop that little that card for them right with all this stuff going on you know oh the birth rates are declining oh this is happening this is happening this is happening oh here's your saviors they're gonna help they're gonna help you out they're here just uh, do good for you you know yeah there's actually a um, – I don't know if you ever watched it. There's the Stargate SG-1 series. Yeah, 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 I used to watch that, man. There's an episode in Season 7, I think it is, where they make contact with this advanced human race for the first time. And they come to Earth. They give people advanced technology. They have a cure-all vaccine that wipes out cancer, extends human life so you can live to 150. Everyone's happy, but they don't realise after the first 20 years no one's having babies. And, oh, the, and the alien doctor's like, no, you're fine. You just have to keep trying. It's maybe it's the stress. You just need to focus on you and have some fun. And then a, a human doctor looks at women's ovaries and they're horribly scarred to the point where they'll never have children again. And that was Man, the, what movie is that? That's the Saga SG one. Um, oh, the, oh yeah, that. Okay, that I remember you saying that. My, my, my bad. I was thinking of. Um, I I did actually see that they changed. They had like two or three different ones of those, right? Of that show, yeah, the Stargate. They did, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was actually thinking of this other movie, and I can't really remember the name of it. And it would happen to do, had to do with some kind of like a parasite type thing that would take over the people, but it was really a lie. Like it would make it was the government implanting stuff into people that would make them see stuff that wasn't there so they were making people think that they were aliens or whatever and they were all killing each other yeah and it was like they had a holographic like lens on a hud yeah and the chip made them see the alien and they were killing each other for 
to take over the world. Yeah, I forget yeah. the name of that movie, but that's what yeah. I was thinking. That is that was a real good one, man. And that oh, one was interesting because it was yeah. the government took everyone's kids away, and the kids were killing their own parents, thinking they were aliens. Yep. Yeah, they're thinking they were aliens. That's and a great like, reset was, situation, isn't it? Take the young yeah. and re- re-educate them. Yeah, I mean, what's your ideas on the portals? I think there's probably a bunch all over the place, man. You yeah, I, I think like we see it in petroglyphs in the Anasazi and in Aboriginal Australians. It's a universal symbol, that spiraling line. Right. right. The sp- so they probably appeared naturally. But at the same time, when you look at stuff like Missing 411, I think that they're in high frequency zones with like high density granite, but you don't see them. So maybe these people are just stepping into it and they don't know it's there. And then they just disappear, yeah, go somewhere they else. They disappear. Right. Yeah, that's what I think too with that 401 stuff like it. All of a sudden they're wandering through somewhere and they just walk through something and all of a sudden everything's different. They can't get back or sometimes they can, I guess, you know, weird. Yeah. I've even had the same idea with Loch Ness. Like people always say the Loch Ness monster is a plesiosaur. So what's to say that there's not a portal somewhere in the water and it swims out and swims back in and you're just seeing a right. glimpse of it, right? Right. And I so think that about big, Bigfoot. about the Bigfoot. So yeah. yeah, I think that that's how they get around. They know where these portals are so they can use them to their, to, to get around the earth or wherever, you know, go from one place to another. And explains why they don't come up on trail cam or they seem to sense trail cam and infrared because they know what it is. Right. And Mount Hermon, I don't like, that's something to look into. Mount Hermon always seems like it's always tied into like the Nephilim and the watchers and the giants. Mm. Whenever you look at anything, it always, a lot of stuff goes back to Mount Hermon all the time. Have you seen anything lately about the Euphrates river drying up? Yes. I, I was reading that. And then it goes back into supposedly right. The, that they were in prison there. And I was watching some video or something supposedly that, the watchers were imprisoned in the Euphrates River or something like that. And when the Euphrates River gets down, they're going to be released. I yeah, don't know if you came across that. Yeah, there's supposedly Adam from Deborah Gets Red Peel sent me a link. And so in the Bible, they were they're imprisoned beneath the water of the Euphrates, right? And now that the Euphrates is dried up, they're finding cave systems that were used as prisons in the ancient really? past. And so hey, I just saw something the other day. And supposedly there's recordings of what you would consider demonic entities moaning and wailing down in the depths of these caves. That's a good place to stay away from. Dude. <laughs> Isn't it? I wouldn't be going down there. That's for sure. <laughs> Me either, man. I wouldn't be even going there near there with a microphone. No, thanks, man. <laughs> Bad things, you know? And that Definitely. brings, that brings back credence that even in UFO encounters, that it lines up a lot with demonic interactions and entities that when the name of Christ is invoked, the UFOs or the alien entities will disperse and, and leave you alone. Yeah. Or how much of it like mimics that, you know, like lost time people mm-hmm. say, you know, like stuff, like a lot of demonic possession things are the same thing that people are tied like to alien abductions back and forth. Yeah. Even like in alien abduction culture, usually it's a person and they're visited multiple times during their life so from a child all the way through that's experienced in hauntings and demonic possession. A person is followed Right. From their birth. Yeah. Like Mark, like almost marked at their birth. Yeah, that's right. Right. And yeah, I mean, it's just, that's what I was talking about at the beginning. This like can lead to so many just wild things and, you know, but I love talking about it. I don't get to talk about it enough, to be honest. No, I think it's, it's a bit too fantastical for a lot of people, even those in the conspiracy field. It's clutching at a lot of straws, but I think there's, there's plausible 
interweaving threads between these where you could make a, a pretty good argument that it's it's all one and the same thing or building to something. It's definitely escalating. Yeah. Right. I just I always think hey, conspiracy theories are just theories. So I, yeah. I don't know why people get so mad when you That's say right. something. I'm like, I don't agree with that. It's like it's a theory, dude. I didn't yeah. say it's true. You know, I was just right. throwing stuff out there, getting it to stick. Yeah. Even That's in science, all. a theory still has their version of evidence and it takes other people to prove it. But how right. else do you prove a theory without other people looking into it? Exactly. It's like, and how much of this stuff, if people didn't, weren't willing to talk about it, would people would never even know, you know, it would, it would totally be lost because most people don't even your mainline churches. You start talking about like the watchers mating with earth women and stuff. Most of them be telling you get lost, you know, like, yeah. they don't know about that, you know, they, but it's all that goes back to, you know, like maybe the major religions are tied into all this too. No, they've, they've probably, you been, know? yeah, they've probably been infiltrated. I think we know that for sure. Just looking at the Catholic right. church. Like right. um, like you said, if I was to go to a local Anglican church or a, a Presbyterian church or a, a Greek Orthodox church, something along those lines, the Orthodox would probably be a bit more um, open-minded to it. But if I spoke to a, an Anglican bishop and I asked questions about the giants and the fallen ones and a lot of parts of the Bible, they'd say it's an allegory for how you should live your life. These right. aren't necessarily yep. real things. It just means be a good person. So in the past couple of hundred years, Christianity's really pivoted to not being hard facts of what could be in a book opposed to right. allegories. It's all been watered down. Yeah. It's just, it's really watered down. You know, like if you go back and start looking like at the original writings and stuff, they were way more hardcore and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, the stuff that we read now, like they would just say it like it is a lot of times. And I think a lot of times that stuff whether when they translated it, they did it on purpose or not, they changed mm. the meanings of a lot of those type of things when you're talking about the Watchers and Nephilim and, you know, the Book of Enoch and taking that out. And then there's a Book of Jasher. And there's actually a Book of the Giants. I've never mm. looked at, read it or looked into it, but I want to see what it's about, you know. It'd be yeah. interesting, I think. And I think that's where people like ourselves, we're cautious. We know that history can be changed and history is written by the victors. So you're always dubious about a printed book. Like we may know that book, but it could be the fifth version of that book and we don't know. Right. And we right. know the Bible is supposedly thousands of years old. So how many incarnations has that had? How many times has it been translated and things changed? It's like the Chinese right. whispers. Someone always adds their little bit of flair to it. So unless exactly. you're looking at the Dead Sea Scrolls, I don't think we've got a real indication of what happened or what it's about. Right. And that's and, and it's funny how they that's the main thing they don't let one in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is is the stuff that that they found with the Dead Sea Scrolls? They don't want to even really talk about it, but it that's the it, main gist. Yeah, it, in one kind of twisted way of looking at it, you can almost think of the the Holy Roman Empire and the Romans as and the Vatican as being the Swazi good guys. Like they deliberately went out and they conquered every pagan culture to wipe out the existence or the knowledge of these entities. Because in a lot of ways, in a lot of communities, they think by believing in these entities and knowing what they are gives them power. So maybe in their own mind that if they wiped out knowledge of these things, they'd be saving humanity. Yeah. I mean, you never know, right? I mean, who really knows what those people at that time were thinking and what they were really doing. I, I think we just know a little fraction and probably about a quarter maybe of what was 
we know what was really going on. Like and, I read some of those old writings and old texts and it's just, it'll blow your mind. You know? and we it's underst- like, they just talk about it normal. Yeah. Like and, we, and we understand even less of that. Like we can have it. We might have a quarter of what's true, but we may not even understand that full quarter. Right. Right. Because we I don't mean, have the rest of it to put it all together. Right. It's like you have the key, but you don't have the lock. You know, yeah. you have a, or you, or you have the lock and 10,000 keys. Jeez. Good luck trying to find the one that fits. You know? <laughs> I think that's, that's a much that, better analogy in our current age with the internet. Like yeah, it's a great thing, but there's so much out there. There's just so much. Yeah. And there's so much stuff to take you down the wrong path and confuse you and, you know, to play with your mind or get you scared or whatever, you know, I just tell everyone, turn off the TV and read some books, man. You'd be better <laughs> off. That's why I tell my kids, turn off the TV and read, dude. You'd be better off, man. At least then you can control this crap that's going in your mind, you know? That's right. It's the subliminal stuff that people don't even realize. Like the amount of kids that I that I teach and they go home and the first thing they do is they jump on an iPad or a tablet and they play a game yeah. and then they watch TV and then they eat dinner and they go to bed. They're not actually having conversations with their family. They're not reading they're yeah, just, I think it's in. just normal, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, normal. It's, the screen, the screen's got them, man. It's got them. Yeah, it the screen's got me too. It's got me too. I'm not gonna lie to it. Yeah, I just got Instagram about five, six months ago, and I'm so that's the only one I have. I don't have no other social media, but I'm so guilty of always going on there, being like, "Oh, I found a cool article. All right, I'm gonna <laughs> try posting this on there." You know, it's like I would never think of that before, you know. But it's like, I don't know. It's got me too. I was just thinking that today. I'm like, man, I gotta just stop getting on the screen i'm just gonna look at it like i always wait an hour after my wake to look at it usually yeah that's a good to, idea you know i try to but it's like i'm gonna try wait and just check it like at noon see what's going on anything important and maybe in the evening at dinner and that's it not even mess with it anymore i've, I've really considered getting one of those digital lock boxes where it locks you out of the phone you can uh, yeah those, yeah i've seen those yeah get, it just shuts get home, it off. put it in there and then not touch it yeah makes sense man you know because they're definitely doing something. And then you're talking about that 5G. I mean, I don't know much about it, but I know it's a weapon-based system that the Army uses. And you can turn yeah. it up like a, micro, like a microwave if you want to. I do know that. Yeah, they, know, um, so who- they have, the police in Canberra and Victoria used the microwave-based LRAD guns on protesters yeah. recently and you see <laughs> the photos of people and their backs are burnt like yeah oh yeah it, it hurts oh yeah it hurts and then they got the sound cannons too yeah. that they use with that too that are, man those things that make your brain feel like it's like mush if they hit you with it but yeah i mean so many things like that you know are just totalitarian garbage <laughs> and they've got the means to do it and i think it was saying was it was 100 years ago 200 years ago it was easier to uh, rule over 200 people than it was to kill them or to enslave them. And now it's easier to kill 200 million people than it is to enslave them. It's flipped. Yeah, they, yeah it's, it's inverted, right? Because they needed all those people for food, mm-hmm. to, to, for the slaveness, you know, to be slaves basically. And now they got those robots coming in supposedly. So they don't need all these slaves anymore. And it seems like they're trying to bring all the first world countries down to the third world country level yeah. instead of bringing them up to our level. Yeah, it's it's make everyone equally poor so we're all the same. That's that's what it's supposed to be. I, yeah. I've, even, I've even seen it in our shopping centers and like our greengrocers where before the pandemic, it was a checkout serving system with the checkout chick, like a girl would scan all the items for you. 
And during the, the height of COVID, they replaced all of those with self-service aisles. Like they're yeah, already doing how, away with people's jobs. Yeah. And that's a small scale. Yeah, that's, that's how it's been here now, probably since COVID too. There might maybe one cash register lady in the grocery store and the rest are all do it yourself. Yeah. It's weird. You know, there you could see how they're manipulating that. And then they got those self-driving trucks that mm-hmm. are starting to go around everywhere now. So that'll get rid of all them, but all those truck drivers, which is yeah. United States. That's a, a bulk of a lot of people, you know? Yeah. And then um, got- Melbourne started running. They've started the initiative in a, the first in Australia for the driverless trucks. And that's happening in my home state. And anything that happens in Victoria seems to be the catalyst for the rest of the country. Like where the testing grounds. Yeah. They beta test yeah, there. They beta test yeah. everything here. Yeah. And then here too, I don't know about there, but they were just saying, oh yeah, Amazon and like Walmart and these other places, they're going to start doing drone deliveries that they've already been approved by the FDA. So it's like, it's wild stuff, you know? Did they, um, it's kind of off topic, but in the last census, did they geotag all your front doors? No, no not where I'm at. Mm-mm. I, but here they have Google, dude, that just yeah, rides down your street. And yeah. yeah. yeah uh-huh. Oh yeah. 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 They do that everywhere here. Yeah. Google drives down with the cameras on the yep. all the way 360 things. Yeah. Yep. Even yeah, um, they do that. Another, another slight tangent. Pokemon Go, that app that everyone was playing, it was actually owned by the CIA and it was just geotagging yeah. and locating everything yeah. within buildings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Making maps of every, all these different things. So if it's in your house, guess what? And then they got a map of ping yeah. in your house. And supposedly now, whether Wi Fi is that or not, I've heard that when I was in the military, that Wi Fi, when it's pinging it's sending it's like a, a sonar. signal yeah singing mm. around your house and sending it back to the box where the so they know and that supposedly goes into america we have things called fusion centers that yeah. a lot of people don't talk about but they're in everybody's town or everybody's main city in their town they know everything about you, you know? well they definitely do we're, we're most likely on a watch list so i can say that for sure oh <laughs> yeah I, i'm sure i am man. I, they told me i was on a watch list no lie the day i got back from iraq they told me that when i was discharged from the army. They said that um, everyone that was over there comes back since we have certain amount of like knowledge and skills and all that stuff that there's actually um, an operation on it's like, I think it was called operation vigilant Eagle. And that was like all the army dudes and military guys that got out of the war that were all on list, man. They yeah. follow everything. Yeah. There was actually yeah. a um, tie it back to another bit of cinema. There was a TV series where, an alien ship arrives and the first thing that happens is the government sends out a message to all current military and ex-servicemen and all these ex-veterans, they all run up to go to their um, return servicemen's league or their center for where the return servicemen are. And they've got their weapons. They're ready to help out. And the first thing they do is they drop a kinetic weapon straight on top. Of yeah. Take care out. of them all. Take care of all the guys that they know are <laughs> wise enough to be able to rebel and start a guerrilla warfare. And they take them all out. Makes sense. That's why, like, there was a big thing here before, like, everyone's like, oh, all the patriots and all these people, we need to have, like, a thing and meet somewhere. It's like, that's the dumbest yeah. thing you could ever yeah. do, man. You know, you do that and you're putting it out all over the net, you know, this bad stuff's going to happen. Yeah, you predator know? drain will be straight on top of you. Yeah, it's like, I just try to mind my own P's and Q's, man, mm-hmm. isolate myself and just do my own thing. Plan for the best and hope, <laughs> plan, plan for yeah. the best and hope the worst doesn't happen. I just try enjoying life, man. It's all I do. Whatever's going to happen, it's going to happen. I can't yeah. control nothing. That's know? it. It's, it's all predetermined. I think the best mm. revenge or the best thing you can have against these people that are doing all this shoddy shit is to live your best life. And that's probably going to annoy it. them to no end. 
Yep, and don't live in fear because that's all. That's what they want. They want you to be so scared and so confused so they can easily, uh, you know, people make bad decisions when they're in heightened states of panic and everything. So if they can keep you in that level, then they're going to do what they can to manipulate you. So just don't even get to that level, you know. No reason to be scared of any of this stuff. That's what I say. That's it. That's a great way to close it on a positive, Brody. Don't be Sounds afraid. Good, man. Live your life. Do the great, do all those things that you want to do and not worry about what could happen. That's and- it. That's it, man. Smile and help help yeah. others, man. That's all. Awesome. Brody, where can we reach you and find your work? You can reach me at uh, Secret Squirrel Podcast at gmail.com. And my website is thesecretsquirrelpodcast.com and the Instagram is the same. Awesome, mate. And you're doing some absolutely amazing research. Don't sell yourself short. Uh, Ryan's definitely very happy that you've reached out to him in the past with the loose just trust and all that type of stuff. Uh, go out and check out his content, guys. He's um, got a, a few shows on there now. And I know you've got a few in the pipeline, so I'm really yeah. waiting to see what those are. Definitely looking forward to dropping it, to getting like we're on a consistent basis, you know. Awesome. Fantastic. And I've been Drew Misson from your Missing the Point podcast. You can find me on all the usual podcatchers and keep an eye out for our new show coming out, Conspiracy Theatre 3000, where I'm one of three co-hosts with Andy Rouse and Moral Bob, where we deep dive on cinema, looking for hidden symbolism and meaning. All right, guys, have a great one. Catch ya. Hey, everybody, it's closing time. You don't gotta go home, but you can't stay here.